section twenty eight part two chapter one continued of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez this librivox recording is in the public domain on leaving home on the morning of the fourth day of the mobilization desnoyers instead of betaking himself to the centre of the city went in the opposite direction toward the rue de la pompe some imprudent words dropped by chichi and the uneasy looks of his wife and sister-in-law made him suspect that julio had returned from his trip he felt the necessity of seeing at least the outside of the studio windows as if they might give him news and in order to justify a trip so at variance with his policy of ignoring his son he remembered that the carpenter lived in the same street i must hunt up robert he promised a week ago that he would come here this robert was a husky fellow who to use his own words was emancipated from the boss tyranny and was working independently in his own home a tiny almost subterranean room was serving him for dwelling and workshop a woman he called my affinity was looking carefully after his hearth and home with a baby boy clinging to her skirts desnoyers was accustomed to humour robert's tirades against his fellow-citizens because the man had always humoured his whimsies about the incessant rearrangement of his furniture in the luxurious apartment in the avenue victor hugo the carpenter would sing la internationale while using hammer and saw and his employer would overlook his audacity of speech because of the cheapness of his work upon arriving at the shop he found the man with cap over one ear broad trousers like a mameluke's hobnailed boots and various pennants and rosettes fastened to the lapels of his jacket you've come too late boss he said cheerily i am just going to close the factory the proprietor has been mobilized and in a few hours will join his regiment and he pointed to a written paper posted on the door of his dwelling like the printed cards on all establishments signifying that employer and employees had obeyed the order of mobilization it had never occurred to desnoyers that his carpenter might become a soldier since he was so opposed to all kinds of authority he hated the fleeks the paris police with whom he had more than once exchanged fisticuffs and clubbings militarism was his special aversion in the meetings against the despotism of the barracks he had always been one of the noisiest participants and was this revolutionary fellow going to war naturally and voluntarily robert spoke enthusiastically of his regiment of life among comrades with death but four steps away i believe in my ideas boss the same as before he explained as though guessing the other's thought but war is war and teaches many things among others that liberty must be accompanied with order and authority it is necessary that some one direct that the rest may follow willingly by common consent but they must follow when war actually comes one sees things very differently from when living at home doing as one pleases the night that they assassinated jaurès he howled with rage 
announcing that the following morning the murder would be avenged he had hunted up his associates in the district in order to inform them what retaliation was being planned against the malefactors but war was about to break out there was something in the air that was opposing civil strife that was placing private grievances in momentary abeyance concentrating all minds on the common wheel a week ago he exclaimed i was an anti-militarist how far away that seems now as if a year had gone by i keep thinking as before i love peace and hate war like all my comrades but the french have not offended anybody and yet they threaten us wishing to enslave us but we french can be fierce since they oblige us to be and in order to defend ourselves it is just that nobody should shirk that all should obey discipline does not quarrel with revolution remember the armies of the first republic all citizens generals as well as soldiers but hoche kleber and the others were rough-hewn unpolished benefactors who knew how to command and exact obedience the carpenter was well read besides the papers and pamphlets of the idea he had also read on stray sheets the views of michelet and other liberal actors on the stage of history we are going to make war on war he added we are going to fight so that this war will be the last this statement did not seem to be expressed with sufficient clearness so he recast his thought we are going to fight for the future we are going to die in order that our grandchildren may not have to endure a similar calamity if the enemy triumphs the war habit will triumph and conquest will be the only means of growth first they will overcome europe then the rest of the world later on those who have been pillaged will rise up in their wrath more wars we do not want conquests we desire to regain alsace and lorraine for their inhabitants wish to return to us and nothing more we shall not imitate the enemy appropriating territory and jeopardizing the peace of the world we had enough of that with napoleon we must not repeat that experience we are going to fight for our immediate security and at the same time for the security of the world for the life of the weaker nations if this were a war of aggression of mere vanity of conquest then we socialists would bethink ourselves of our anti-militarism but this is self-defence and the government has not been at fault since we are attacked we must be united in our defensive the carpenter who was also anti-clerical was now showing a more generous tolerance an amplitude of ideas that embraced all mankind the day before he had met at the administration office a reservist who was just leaving to join his regiment at a glance he saw that this man was a priest i am a carpenter he said to him by way of introduction and you comrade are working in the churches he employed this figure of speech in order that the priest might not suspect him of anything offensive the two had clasped hands i do not take much stock in the clerical cowl robert explained to desnoyers for some time i have not been on friendly terms with religion but in every walk of life there must be good people and the good people ought to understand each other in a crisis like this don't you think so boss the war coincided with his socialistic tendencies before this when speaking of future revolution he had felt a malign pleasure in imagining all the rich 
deprived of their fortunes and having to work in order to exist now he was equally enthusiastic at the thought that all frenchmen would share the same fate without class distinction all with knapsacks on their backs and eating at mess and he was even extending this military sobriety to those who remained behind the army war was going to cause great scarcity of provisions and all would have to come down to very plain fare you too boss who are too old to go to war you with all your millions will have to eat the same as i admit that it is a beautiful thing desnoyers was not offended by the malicious satisfaction that his future privations seemed to inspire in the carpenter he was very thoughtful a man of his stamp an enemy of existing conditions who had no property to defend was going to war to death perhaps because of a generous and distant ideal in order that future generations might never know the actual horrors of war to do this he was not hesitating at the sacrifice of his former cherished beliefs all that he had held sacred till now and he who belonged to the privileged class who possessed so many tempting things requiring defence had given himself up to doubt and criticism hours after he again saw the carpenter near the arc de triomphe he was one of a group of workmen looking much as he did and this group was joining others and still others that represented every social class well-dressed citizens stylish and anemic young men graduate students with worn jackets pale faces and thick glasses and youthful priests who were smiling rather shamefacedly as though they had been caught at some ridiculous escapade at the head of this human herd was a sergeant and as a rear-guard various soldiers with guns on their shoulders forward march reservists and a musical cry a solemn harmony like a greek chant menacing and monotonous surged up from this mass with open mouths swinging arms and legs that were opening and shutting like compasses robert was singing the martial chorus with such great energy that his eyes and gallic mustachios were fairly trembling in spite of his corduroy suit and his bulging linen handbag he had the same grand and heroic aspect as the figures by rude in the arc de triomphe the affinity and the boy were trudging along the sidewalk so as to accompany him to the station for a moment he took his eyes from them to speak with a companion in the line shaven and serious-looking undoubtedly the priest whom he had met the day before now they were talking confidentially intimately with that brotherliness which contact with death inspires in mankind the millionaire followed the carpenter with a look of respect immeasurably increased since he had taken his part in this human avalanche and this respect had in it something of envy the envy that springs from an uneasy conscience End of section twenty eight